Oh, hello. Greetings, Reclaimers. I am 343 Guilty Spark, monitor of Podcast Evolved. Protocol dictates that you must listen. Come. We have a wealth of knowledge to share with you, and you don't want to make my blue eye red. Do you, Reclaimers? Spartans to Podcast Evolved, your home for Halo. I'm your host, Aaron, and with me today we've got Colin. Evolved. And we've got Tom. Wait, is that for the Yo. end of the show? <laughs> you, can, you can use it in the start if you want. We're off to a good start. <laughs> we're we're going to get there. We're going to see how this goes. Um, if you're joining us, this is the second of our live shows today where we dissect uh, all of the infinite stuff that has happened. Now, we have the added advantage of we have had longer to dissect this. Because the jerks that stole our team name went first. <laughs> that might have been my fault. Because we have three. And canonically, red team has three. Blue team has four. Mm-hmm. Anyway. No, I'll be, I'm not I'll be Alice. That. I'll be Alice. She's badass. <laughs> you get that big turret. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So um, I guess for this, the, the way they did it on the Xbox livestream, obviously they kicked off with... Um, the cinematic trailer so what did you guys think of that i thought it was kind of weird that it was from cortana's perspective it sort of set a very different tone than i was expecting was it cortana or was it halsey i'm leaning towards cortana okay why just because she's popular at the moment <laughs> isn't she <laughs> the voice sounded young which made me think it's not halsey it sounded well I suppose it could have been young Halsey. It wouldn't be the first time we bounced back and forth. Yeah. But it did sound like young Cortana voice. Yeah. And there's a face. There's like a woman that's overseeing this at some point. So is that young Halsey? Well, she's got... I don't know. I think she's probably like a generic scientist. um, Because you see the guy as well who's with them. Yeah, there's a couple of them, right? But... I was going to say there is an interesting parallel straight off the bat where obviously, um, because I've just played the breaking last night, um, at the end of Halo 5, Cortana starts to quote the didact. I don't know if anyone noticed, but the light going over uh, about 20 seconds into this trailer where it's scanning the thing with the orange beam, Mm -hmm. it looks a lot like when the didact is scanning for the composer uh, Mm -hmm. at Midnight Facility. So I guess that kind of visual cue made me instantly think, oh, this is Cortana and she's kind of back doing something suspicious, um, which is quite interesting. Yeah, that's at the beginning of that game too. Yeah. If you remember, kind of right when you wake up, then you get scanned and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. You're just lying in cryo sleep and you're like, ah, oh, what's going or, on? That's, a Halo, that's from Halo 4. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. But I, I enjoyed I enjoyed this. Um, 
I mean, it's really remember when they dropped the GIF of the helmet, like yeah. <laughs> dropping in <laughs> on social media a couple days ago. Like, what? What the hell's going on? So obviously that's from this, and that makes sense that they're like putting this suit together for the first time. Yeah, and I think this is our introduction to you know the new Mjolnir. If it's if it's Mark Seven or if it's Gen Three, Mark Six, whatever. Um, yeah, it's it's just it's one of those empowering moments. Like, hey, you know, you're gonna take this into battle. Um, I wonder if this is, you think this is part of the game, like somewhere in the game, like maybe the first thing that you see or is, or is this completely separate? Is this just completely a marketing piece? I think it's just a marketing piece. Personally, it has that live action-y look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that it's a prelude to the game because if you think about it they've been marketing this as a soft reboot mm-hmm. so i wouldn't be surprised if the cutscene ahead of infinite yeah. perhaps introduces people to halo so it's this is what a spartan is this is the unsc all that kind of stuff sure. and then we dive into the game because if you think about it for us it's just a treat because it's kind of the highest quality we've sort of seen this stuff into this day yeah um so for pre-existing fans it's just getting to see something that we know and love reimagined and then for new fans it kind of introduces them to it and explains the very cool concept and they have this right yeah i, I agree with that they have this facility though that yeah. they show which is above some other planet that we i don't think we know um what it is yeah it's got this giant hole that's up some sort of a mining thing or, or yeah it <laughs> yes looks, it looks like there's some sort of a drill running around the outside edge of it I did see, um, I've been trying to stay away from other people's opinions until we recorded, but I did <laughs> see um, Installation Zero Zero think that maybe it's an emergent hole from a Guardian, which could that be interesting. That could be cool. And maybe they're using some of the technology from from that. I don't know. It looks to, I don't know, it, there's definitely, there's a big sort of quarry crane thing like oh what was the level was there wasn't there a reach level like that back in the day one of the multiplayer levels has like a big one of those big rolling cranes that scoops the earth out if not is... yeah i mean apex on warzone's got the big moving crane as well hasn't it yeah it looks like a big sort of pit but this must be their new from having done the halsey journal there recently and done it again i like this nod to the old lore that uh, they have to form the crystal and that in zero gravity because that's, yeah. that's why Halsey sent the the research team to the Damascus facility because they could do zero gravity uh, like construction. Yeah, I think it's something to do with sense. the crystal undersuit. So I'm guessing this is like another top secret facility, but it looks, there's something in the middle. I know they're digging around the edge, but there is, looking at this video, there's like a hole in the middle that has very sort of like Flat edges. It, it looks like it's going yeah. on in. Sorry, this is how me and Tom have spent the last hour just <laughs> analyzing every single pixel. <laughs> looking at HD resolutions, but when you blow it up, it does look to just be a big facility. I'm guessing this is where they mine the materials that it takes to build yeah. the armor. I wonder, is this Damascus? I was about to say that. It could be a rendition of that. Yeah, could this be the same planet? Like, the Covenant attacked it, but it wasn't a populated colony, so they wouldn't have had to glass too much before they left. Yeah. Okay, so here's an interesting idea on the completely flip end of that. 
Um, my friend was saying, so obviously we're all assuming that from the end of Halo 5, we are going to be fighting against Cortana, but there has been some discussion that maybe we have to ally with her against something bigger. So what if this is actually her equipping the chief with a new suit of armor because they have to fight together? Mm. Mm-hmm. Possible. I don't Interesting. know. I feel like that would be, because this feels like the beginning yeah. of the game so somehow off screen it was resolved that they needed to fight together yeah i don't know lucas mm-hmm. in the chat says that it seems very like the halo 4 intro that like halsey interrogation it has yeah. sort of similar vibes to that yeah totally like the the prequel whatever it is um what did you guys think was there anything in that initialization s- sequence in your hud did you guys poke through that at all? um is this this is the same one that they like posted on Twitter, right? Uh, I don't it know. Looks I mean, like it's, it's the it looks like it looks like there's some codes in there for probably some game pass or something like that. I wasn't sure if there's anything else in there. Yeah, there there are some codes in there if you pause it at the right frame. Um, but I re- I remember some people were saying they might be the same as the E three trailer codes. Yeah, that's what so I so I thought. didn't check them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting because that initialization again. It just, yeah. I don't know, it, it almost looks like it's gone back to the interior of a pelican with the way the inside of the helmet's structured and there's a, like, <laughs> almost a ramp at the end. It's just cool seeing like so many parallels. I am very interested by who this older gentleman is at 129. Mm-hmm. Like, could he potentially be Chief Mendez? Is that possible? That would be quite interesting. Oh, that could be cool. I mean, could it be Chief? <laughs> We saw his eyes in Halo 4. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, no, it's not. It <laughs> he would be looking like a very old man at this point. Um, Can, what's in his eyeball? Can you see it? Oh. Is it just a suit? It looks like a monitor. He's looking at a monitor. Um, yeah, I was going to say, we're going to talk a little bit about how old we think the build is when we get onto that in mm-hmm. a bit, as Aaron has just alluded to. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like... So I'm going to drop an interesting idea here. Let's say, for example, that was Chief Mendes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, could this potentially be an introduction to the law for people who obviously aren't familiar with it at this point? But could it also potentially set up the Halo TV show? Because we know it's going to be slightly different. Mm. So I wonder if we'll maybe see some rendition of those characters as a part of this. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I get the vibe. I think Lucas is on to something with, I think this is going to be like their equivalent of the Halo 4 very close to live action scene. Listening back to the audio there, I definitely wasn't listening while you guys were talking. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's young Halsey it's supposed to be because it doesn't quite sound... She doesn't talk the way Cortana does, but it sounds like a Halsey at the beginning of like the final stage of the Spartan program. Yeah. Even though this armor is definitely the new armor, it sounds like Halsey talking over the top of it. I think so. So too. I could yeah. see this having, I could see this intro being in the final version with different audio, like different mm. speech over it. Yeah, that Maybe could be not, possible. Yeah, like not young Halsey, but it uh, it's beautiful. Also, I don't think that's a Guardian emergence hole. There's like a shot from above looking down from the space station and you can see the quarry narrows down and rings the whole way yeah. to the middle. It yeah, just seems so to be a mining facility. Yeah, definitely. Do you, so 
Chief at the end of five. We don't know what happens between five and six or infinite yet, but this feels like they're making his new armor, right? So he needed to come to this facility for some reason. Um, so that's like lore wise. It feels like this, this is a little bit of the gap between shadows of reach the book and then perhaps infinite itself before we find, you know, floating chief. Yeah. He might, uh, I'm wondering he might've come here or something they found on reach might've been shipped here, but (laughs) it's it's strange. Cause looking at, looking at this shot that you said, um, from overhead as well, Aaron, if you look at the top of it, it almost looks like it's not finished construction. Like there's a lot of the facility. It's kind of like exposed, um, not like scaffolding, but you know, like bits of metal that have got that texture where it looks like it's the frame that should have something built over the top of it. And it also then looks like the middle of the facility is kind of sunk in almost. So I wonder if this is kind of, again, a case of them just using maybe an old abandoned facility from the Human Covenant War, because they've kind of just got to use what they can at the moment. I'm wondering, is it that, or is it something for the Spartan 4 program that was never completed? Mm, it's because possible. It sort of, like, it does have that look like it's not finished, but just wondering, I'm looking back at it here, it seems sort of fairly quiet and run down, but you'd need a fairly big facility to churn out Spartan 4 armor, because there's so yeah. many of them. It's, it's weird. interesting. It almost, hmm. I wonder if it's a quarry or if it's a launch site. Because you can see that there is a hole at the very bottom of the quarry that looks like it would be the same dimensions as this structure. So I almost wonder if that's how it got launched up into the atmosphere. Uh, It seems too big. It seems like a big station. I think I'm going to guess you'll find out that this is where they mine the the magic space element that you put into the the gel layer or something. Because the rest of the suit's fairly common. Like titanium is titanium. Yeah. But it's the gel layer that has to be strung together and built in zero gravity. I'm going to guess this is where they mine it, which would make me wonder then, I would, if you told me down the line that this is where the Damascus facility used to be, I think that would be like a cool nod that we've had to come back here someday to start this program up again. Yeah, it kind of go hand in hand with the retreading old roots sort of topic, wouldn't it? And yeah. kind of taking it back to the drawing board. Will we... Uh, Will we jump into the meat of this, though? Well, let's just talk real quick. Um, the look of his armor, we, we've seen it before, but I, I, I like this, uh, you know, showing it come together and being built and all that sort of stuff helps, um, I guess, reinforce how much I love this armor. It's fantastic. Um, it is, it's a good amalgamation from, you know, the earlier days and then the, the, some, you know, tweaks that people like from the new uh the newer look, the four and five look, but it's mostly going th- throwback to the old style. And I, I like the fact that he has one one seven on his chest too. Like I'm, I'm all about that. I know some people aren't, but that's going to be. I, I, I just, I, I like that distinct distinction between the different Spartans, and that's his. Yeah, you know, that's his call sign. So um, I'm on board with that. I've just kind of come to accept that it's for the audience, but yeah. <laughs> I'm a firm believer in no identifying marks on the Spartans. But then again, they're so easily to tell apart in their armor now. I don't think yeah. you're ever... I'd be all right if they ditched it because you're never going to have another Spartan stand besides Chief in the same suit of armor ever again. So, like, I'd be okay with it. But I kind of get why they do it. Like, they do it in Forward Under Dawn and all the rest. And it's, like, mostly there for everyone else's benefit. Yeah. It doesn't... It doesn't kill me. 
Do you think that in multiplayer, multiplayer, you know how you get to do your own little number typically? Do you think they'll throw that on your chest? Would that be kind of right? That would be, be cool. I would be totally down for that if you could yeah. like, display your call sign because you could do it with, I think in some of them, like it used to show it in Reach, didn't it show it under the crest on your shoulder pad? I think. Did it? I think okay. so, yeah. Like it would show your emblem on your shoulder pad. So I th- And I, I want to say like you could see your number somewhere under it too, but or maybe it's Halo 5. But I would love more customization like that, just uh, things you could see to make it your own. Yeah, I agree with that. So, um, yeah, I think we should move on into yeah. the main trailer. I have got it all queued up here. And the first thing to really touch on, apart from the fact that obviously it says start demo, is the fact that we are seeing those old Halo structures again, the yeah. like stone carvings of them, which is quite cool. Um, so what do you guys think of those? Do you think it hints at ancient humans at all? What are your thoughts? Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's a callback to the, um, was it the original slip space or slipstream demo that they sh- was yeah. like t- 2018, right? 2018. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's just, it's drawing that connection together. But, um, yeah, I guess, I guess it, there could be some, some significance from, a you know, uh, ancient civilization, or not, I guess it's not ancient, but a civilization that was living there that they knew that they were on this this halo ring so that they, um, you know, built this. Does it, is there a callback to Primordium at all, Aaron, that you can think of? that? Not off the top of my head, unless they're, I don't know, they're either decorative or they're functional equipment that's broken. Like, I wonder in that demo, start demo image, how much of that blue shimmer is just for the logo floating in the middle? Yeah. And how much yeah. of it is, you know, are they just stone rings or are they device? Like, is it a gravity lift or something? Does it? Is it a Stargate? <laughs> is it a Stargate? I'd be totally down for Stargate. <laughs> Tom, what I thought you were going to say was that the most important thing was these little birds walking around. The birds are really cool. Yeah. <laughs> like okay. Much. So there's something to touch on, and that is that um, Chris Lee said that the new technology with the Slipstream engine or Slipspace um, has allowed them to bring the ring to life in ways that they never thought they would be able to. So mm-hmm. I think that that's hinting at the nature, because obviously we can see the birds here. We had the rhino-type creatures in the initial E3 trailer that you referenced a minute ago, Colin. Mm-hmm. So I genuinely think that we're going to see a ring that's actually full of life this time, which is quite exciting. Um, yeah. So... I'm interested as to how far they're going to go with that. Like, are we going to see, um, is it the shark we, if like they popped up, for example, that would be quite cool. Um, obviously if you had some of the blind wolves that appear in last light, mm-hmm. I think it's last light. I am trying to drop so much law here without even knowing <laughs> half of it. Um, if they <laughs> dropped those in, I think it could be interesting. So I, I very much think that we're going to see a ring that feels a lot more full of life this time. What do you guys think of that? Do you think that there's any gameplay that they could kind of build around that? Or do you think it's just going to be ambience to kind of immerse you in it a bit more? I thought at one point that there was going to be like these big beasts that you would maybe encounter (laughs) and have to, you know, kill or something like that. But I think it's just more going to be ambient. Like I could see how there's a herd of some big animals that are get that run in front of a, of a, you know, a, a firefight that you're having with the banished or whoever, but I yeah. don't think, or maybe there'll be like some animals in cages for some reason. And that will explain why so, some of these, um, 
mercenaries are on the ring, but I don't I don't see you interacting with them beyond that. Yeah, I can. I don't know. I can see them very easily going for the Halo Reach sort of moment where yep. you can ambush troops with predators. Yeah. Like, there's. I don't know. I could see like a nice dark sniper level where if you make too much noise, the large fanged beast will come. So you know. Yeah. You might you might chuck a grenade into the middle of the banished and hide somewhere and let the. Let the local wildlife come in and attack a few of them. <laughs> so yeah, things I mean, like that. Along those lines, and we'll get there. But that this this whole thing feels a little far cry <laughs> to me. Yeah, you know, with the grappling hook that we'll talk about in a little bit. Like that whole ga- the gameplay does feel very far cry, which is fine, which is which is okay. Um, you know, we'll we'll learn more uh, more about that. But if they add that mechanic to it specifically, like here, I'm going to let this beast go so that it can kill all these covenant. That's Far Cry right there. I think I, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think you'll have like a pet. I can see it being that you won't be able to tame them, but you might be able to take advantage of them just in in the area. Like mm-hmm. also possibly you may have to occasionally fight them. Like you know fine rightly if they have predators, at some point you're going to have to go and find a terminal that's in a cave that has a bear thing in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Chief's going to have to grapple some sort of grizzly bear and punch it to death. <laughs> So obviously we know that the UNSC forces on Zeta are scattered. I could potentially see you having to go and rescue some Marines as chief and like maybe save them from a horde of animals that are attacking them because they can't save themselves from it. That could be quite a cool way of adding them as a gameplay element as still feels a little bit more authentic to the universe. What if back when they did Halo Reach, I think Bungie said at one point they wanted you to do a mission where you rode those beasts like out of an area Oh my what god. If, what if you could grapple your way onto the top of a large animal? Well, that would be interesting. And that, I mean, again, we'll, we'll talk about the grapple more a little bit later on, but it would be interesting to see if maybe this could be the resurgence of takedowns for things like hunters. Because obviously, if you've got a grapple, you can suddenly get a lot closer to a hunter and maybe get on top of it. Um, so it would certainly be interesting. I think um, just so we keep moving forwards a little bit yeah. with this. Um, so the ne- the next kind of big thing to note with this, when you get to the twenty second mark, so you can you can hear we're going all in, guys. We're at twenty seconds already. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you skip past the date? I did. Okay. Purely because I didn't think it gives too much away. Let me just do a little math. So I'm doing some math right okay. now. So 167 days before May That's 28th. the bit I'm sitting on right now. <laughs> okay. So that's December 13th, 2559. Okay, cool. So on the back of that, do you guys think that we're going to see any flashbacks that explore what has happened? Because obviously we've already spoke about the fact that the intro might be a flashback. So does that mean we're going to see more of that through it? Do you maybe think we might play some flashback sequences? How do you think this form of storytelling is going to take place in the fact that we're getting thrown in at the deep end? I think terminals are going to explain it. Okay. There's going to be things that you find that are going to explain you know, how we lost, all that sort of stuff. I would love to play it, um, but after seeing this, I mean, that was my original hope and intention. It, it was that, hey, we're going to go back and back and do some of this stuff in first person, yeah. you know, with our own with our own two feet, our own weapon. But I think it's going to be all, we're, we're going to learn what happened. Um, okay, cool. Videos and, and data drops and things like that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, 
I'm leaning towards this isn't the first mission and the demos dropped us in the middle somewhere and like 167 days since we've lost. Well, I could see yeah. the timeline bouncing back and forth. The fact that they tell you it's 167 days since we lost and then presumably that first scene is when we find Chief and we do the up-down, I could see it either bouncing back and forth or skipping forward. Like maybe you play that intro section and something yep. happens and then you wake up and you're on the ground. I'm not I'm not entirely sure. Like I assume this whatever they're doing here is not the start of the game. No, that like, yeah. Definitely like Lucas says it's um a few hours into the campaign. Mm-hmm. Um but I would pose you the interesting question then. So do you not think they could just do a combat evolved on us where it just starts in the middle of something and then we don't ever go back. We just keep moving forwards with the story as we're yeah. thrust into it. That's what I think is going to happen. Okay. Um, so just for reference, Halo 5, the last mission of Halo 5, Guardians, or, yeah, Guardians, um, took place on October 28th, 2558. Yeah. So that's a good, you know, year and a half before this this date here. And then Halo Wars 2, um, The Awakening of the Nightmare, the very end, last mission there ends on June 5th, 2559. Oh, so, so from that folks. point, we're six months forward. And I think there's a, yeah. there's a book that takes us a little bit forward, Bad Blood, that takes us a little bit forward as well. So there's there's still a good year or so that of a, of a gap that yeah. that's that's the time frame that we that we lost. Okay, cool. So it'll be interesting to see how we kind of explore that window of time. And if, right. like you say, I think terminals are probably the safe bet, but it'll be interesting to see what else we get. Um, so yeah, so moving forward after that, obviously we get thrust into quite a cinematic moment. Mm-hmm. I think this is arguably some of the best looking shots in the whole trailer um, with Brohammer in the cockpit and obviously the Pelican going down. Um, what did you kind of think of this sequence? Did you like the way it thrusts us in? It kind of, for me, it gave me uh, Halo Reach vibes with kind of Carter in the mm. package as you're going down i thought there were a few parallels there that i quite liked the i did like the aa guns because those are our mega yeah. construct sets that are out there right now <laughs> yep <laughs> keeping so it very on brand it was fun to fun to see that but the the dialogue between between bro hammer and chief is super chief is stoic and i don't expect any more emotion from chief in this he's like okay this is yeah. the mission this is what we're going to do at the very end of their talk before chief goes out um, into you know into the, onto the insta- installation he does like he does he finally he he's hearing him right he's like yeah all right we're gonna go find that condor <laughs> i know you want to go home but i have to do this first yeah i did think it was kind of cute how at the end chief's like it's okay i'll come back and we'll do it together yeah. <laughs> together right? yeah <laughs> which made me think co-op maybe the co-op person's gonna be bro hammer <laughs> can you imagine wow um one thing i do want to say actually so For me personally, my initial reaction when I watched the whole thing was that some of the graphics aren't fantastic, but the graphics in this particular sequence are gorgeous. 
the facial expressions for Brohammer and the fact that you can see like individual little hairs sticking out of his beard are really, really good. Mm. And I think it's quite apparent that these two hero characters have had a lot of work go into their assets. Um, so I think that they look really, really good. And I do like this. And I like that, um, Brohammer is kind of saying, no, you don't get to talk to me like that. Cause it sounds like this isn't the first thing that's gone wrong for these two. Yeah. And he's kind of a bit annoyed with Chief at this point. <laughs> Well, yeah, he's also been um, stranded for a long time, and he just wants to get home. You know, he's so he's just super pissed that he has enough of a relationship with with Chief that he can he feels like he he just doesn't he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> he's <yeah>. this giant <laughs> spart. He knows he's not going to kill him. Like, why would why would Chief get rid of him? He needs he needs Brohammer, so he feels comfortable enough to express these frustrations. Um, he's he's at his wit's end. He's been he's been out here by himself for a long time. Yeah. yeah, I'm watching this this pan and sort of 360 shot in the crew bay around the two of them as they talk is really nice. Yeah, I mean, the the lighting, and we were talking about this, so depending on when this build was, presumably the Pelican Bay would have still been rendered out for the previous trailer we got, um, Deliver Hope it was, wasn't it? Um, so Or Discover Hope, something like that. Um, so it's clear that they've got the lighting and the assets for these particular models looking really, really good. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think that even the animation, like the way... Um, the Pelican Bay opens with kind of the ramp folding down and then the other part of the door going up into the ceiling all looks really, really smooth. Um, actually, Aaron, we spoke about the assault rifle a lot, but here on Chief's back as he's walking out, it does look pretty good. Yeah, that's as I said. It looks fantastic on Chief's back and then just sometimes when the light hits it, it looks peculiar. Hmm. I noticed they went to great lengths to make sure we didn't see the Pelican. Yeah, they, they did. They, oh, like, good they, point. They never pan back and the first enemies you attack are behind like a bluff of rocks. And when he turns around to see that uh, banished phantom flying over, whatever pelican is there is blocked from view and you can only see like the nose gun of a crashed one. Yeah. He deliberately looks high the whole time at the phantom and then he can see the warthog in the distance. And like when he pans about there, when the light hits the assault rifle, it looks good. But we we talked about this before the show. There's like no texture on it though. It's very yeah. It's very smooth. There's no no nothing on it. But when you see some of the other weapons as we go through this later, they look more. They have paint. They have more sort of life to them. There's just something about this assault rifle that it looks very just like I think I'd say flat. Yeah, very flattened model in progress. Because when you stop at the warthog, the warthog looks fantastic. Oh, sorry, tell a lie. We can see the <laughs> tail of the pelican. Oh, okay. Uh, just as he mounts the warthog, you can see the back of it, but then the camera swings around again, so you can't see. Oh, you can see the, the you can see the body of it. Yeah, I'm at a point where you can see the body of it. I, I was wonder. I was gonna say maybe that's because you can customize your pelican, like make it pink. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. I'd buy a mega construct set of a pink pelican yeah, any day. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah, so we were looking at that. Looks really good. I paused here at the. We were talking about this. This little menu screen when they bring up the map. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is a few interesting things here because you can see the difficulty of the encounter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's or else it's the difficulty of the open world, and then they have a few zero four zero of one like I. They look to be those are probably credits or or something like that, right? Yeah, Yeah. and then this star number, which could be your level, your XP. 
And um, there's the, the upgrades tab on that menu that we don't see either. So mm-hmm. yeah, I imagine Chief's going to get more abilities as he goes. It makes sense, yeah. I was going to say, just before we dive into it, because I think there's a lot to be said on that tab, um, it is worth noting that the, ch- the grunts that Chief fights are a mixture of Combat Evolve style with the overhead um, kind of methane mask thing yeah and then also the grunt imperial from halo 4 and halo 5 yep. so they're fully mixing their art styles here which are quite interesting well, i don't think it's art styles i think it's uh, we've talked about you know toy reveals and all that sort of stuff yeah they've, they've they've described a lot of the you know i don't know the alien factions that we see in those as mercenaries so i feel like that's playing out here whereas you're seeing a number of you know, um, grunts and jackals in traditional gear because that's all they had before the covenant broke up. So that's what they're wearing. And then meanwhile, later on in the trailer, you see, you know, the brutes in their red banished gear and they're clearly the banished. So I think it's multiple factions that are on this, um, uh, that are on the ring. The, the banished don't really care about the mercenaries as much. Maybe they're pissed off that they're, they're looting the, the <laughs> ring for something like that. Um, or maybe they, they don't care. Maybe they're trying to to recruit them into into the banished. Well, there is something later on in the trailer that hints that two specific factions come in together, and it's something that Aaron and I have spoken about beforehand. So we'll bring it up when it gets to it. Um, but just continuing through well, this little before sequence. you before you go, I just I do want to mention here, and I um, there is there's a definite art style to this, and so you guys are talking about how you know things maybe aren't rendering or they look different. They're, the gun smooths part, parts, and it it has you know pox or dimples on other parts. So I, I think there is something going on there, but I think we should talk about some of this being like the art style that they established in Halo 4 and Halo 5, like it seemed to be they were going for hyper-realistic, push these machines as far as we can go to make them look, you know, people are going to compare yeah. this to the most modern, um, uh, what's the most modern Sony game that's out right now with the zombies? I'm forgetting it right now. Um, oh, Last, last of Us. Gone? Yeah, Last of Us 2. I- like they're going to say, hey, <laughs> look how good this Last of Us 2 looks like. Well, that's the art style for that, like to be hyper-realistic. Whereas Halo Infinite, it, the art style is not to be hyper realistic it's to look good in in it's you know in in its own art style so i think some of the 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 criticisms that we're going to see are going to be like well, why isn't it like why can't we see all of the hairs from this or why don't they look as good as joel why doesn't chief or, or i guess our, our pilot look as good as joel from last of us 2 it's because it's two different art styles yeah yeah that makes oh, a lot of sense before we bounce off this pause screen for one second because me and Tom talked about this briefly. Uh, on that menu screen on the map, that thing on the right-hand side running along the pylons, yep. I just had an idea while I was sitting here. It's like a long length of pylons. You can see them. There's larger ones and then smaller ones in between. But in the Forerunner novels, there is a like rail system on this halo because yeah. they're... The inhabitants of the Halo are shuttled around on it to like the Palace of Pain and different things. So just mm-hmm. putting it out there. Uh, I yeah. wonder if it's the same thing. Funny, I see Ian shouts out in the chat. <laughs> <"See it?" laughs> it kind of almost makes me think of some of the gondola systems in Halo 2. Yeah, it has that mm. uh, vibe of transport of some description, although it's seen better days. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. So I was just going to pull us back to you right before we get in the warthog. Yeah. Um, or once we're in it and we start driving around, this is something that we touched on, Aaron. You see what looks like a downed frigate. Yeah. Which is quite interesting. What are you guys kind of thinking about that? Well, I think there's some, they tie this, um, and I forget where the screen is in this demo, but there's a screen where chief's looking at the ring and then a bunch of ships and then all of a sudden they're all go red. So something happened here clearly. And we're going to be finding all sorts of UNSC wreckage along the way, which is, you know, makes sense lore wise. And then makes sense gameplay wise. Cause we're going to want to be able to find UNSC weapons along the way. And so we're going to have to go raid these crashed frigates and ships that are, that are on the, the halo ring to get the gear that we need for the, for the yeah, campaign. And I'm, guessing like this frigate has fallen victim to these particular cannons like on that map it looks like you've already destroyed one cannon and there's three more to go yeah like that was the whole reason in halo 3 why we had to take out the anti-air cannon before uh the forward under dawn could land on the arc (laughs) yeah it was the same thing so i'm guessing this is just some poor captain that has slipped spaced into the wrong spot and got a before he got started or potentially maybe it's not a frigate maybe it was like a science vessel that attempted to escape sure it's a very sizable ship anyway although it seems to be as you go further along this it's definitely some sort of military facility because there's cargo pods everywhere Mm -hmm. there's loading ramps and a lift so and there there even seem to be some sort of like human watchtowers as well like there's a yeah when you drive along here in the warthog and you splatter the suicide grunt like that area that they're standing in front of seems to be a wall and a set of gatehouses and gates that are missing so it looks like this was some sort of base to the lift at the top yeah it kind of gives me um vibes a little bit like the is it the Harry Lamb station on the Ark? I want to yes. say it's Lamb. Yeah, it feels a little bit like that because when you before you go up to the science building there in Halo Wars Two, there are like some little outlying structures and things. So yeah, I wonder if maybe sort of it's like quite similar as well. I think it's yeah. Henry, by the way. Before someone corrects us, I think it's Henry Lamb. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> Can I throw an idea out there? What if because we're in a Pelican, that's our main mode of transport, it feels like the pail can crash, but but we're going to go back to that and use it to traverse around the ring elsewhere. What if yeah. this is our warthog and this warthog never blows up or never crashes? This is a warthog that we upgrade. And so eventually we can go upgrade it to a goss hog and, and other things like that. that can we upgrade rad. it to a jewel attack warthog? Or uh, a rocket hog. <laughs> I, could, yeah. I could very easily see somewhere like this being your base. Like, I think you're going to fly, if they've built it sort of in islands, I could see this being, you know, you fly from section to section. That's your kind of like your travel method. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Sort of like the spaceship in Destiny. But maybe you might get to see the areas you fly over it. But somewhere like this could be like your home base. Maybe you take it over and start to rebuild it. Yeah. if If you lose your warthog, maybe you wait for another one to be built. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and then fly I mean, it out on the pelican underneath it. That would be cool. I was saying in um, our podcast chat the other day, wasn't I? It would be cool if it was something a bit like Alpha Base, 
uh, on mm-hmm. Installation Zero Four, where you're kind of like building it up with Covenant bits as well as human bits, and you're kind of just piecing it all together. So you like you could maybe even have a mission, kind of like a shout out to Silver and his ODSTs, where you have to go and get a shade turret to defend the base or something like that. I think it could be quite cool. Um, yeah, I could very easily see that. Like those ODSTs in that first trailer that you're rescuing, I could see it being a case of you go, you rescue the likes of that, and then Brohammer flies them back to your base, and now you've got yeah. the option to call in ODST reinforcements, maybe, if you're stuck in a like a very sort of Halo Wars leader power. Yeah, no. that would be really cool. Yeah, and I, I think that then, like obviously, as we're saying, they're going to support this game for a long time. Mm. So then there's the scope for them to potentially add more side missions over time and introduce new units and new friendly units, new equipment through those kinds of missions as well, um, which I think could be quite interesting. Um, Did we talk about that on uh, when we started to record <laughs> or not? The, the IGN article? Um, I, I forget. think we mentioned it. Okay. Uh, I think we mentioned it before we did the official. Okay. So we. Could so anyway, there, there's an IGN article out there that you can read. It's, it's a couple, just a pu- couple paragraphs, but it more or less says, um, and it's Ryan McCaffrey, so a good source, that this game is going to um, live on for the foreseeable future. So any uh, any additional storytelling that, that they want to do in the Halo universe is going to take place in the Halo Infinite game proper that that's what it feels like to me it's good so it's, it's yeah. not like a living game like destiny um because destiny has destiny one destiny two and they'll probably be another one um but any it feels to me like like there, there'll be dlc you know that's not it's not the same meaning as it was you know five or five years ago but there'll be additional story that we'll be able to play after this campaign proper ends yeah, I can definitely. Uh, I could easily see this being like maybe it's expansions that you might have to pay for, but maybe you might get them free on Game Pass. Like that would be cool. You know, yeah, maybe, there's a lot of games that do that. Like uh, Assassin's Creed does that. They'll give you a good, you know, thirty hour or not thirty, but maybe like ten hour edition to the main story. Like the way we talked about this before we recorded when we were just like chatting away was, what if they kept adding chunks of Halo? And yeah. just you slowly kept working your way around the ring. Like maybe every every three months you get a new quote unquote island. Yes. And like that's the the infinite motto is we're just going to infinitely go around this ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. You know, like if they do this for the next three or four years and build the story on and you get chunks and chunks and chunks. Like I'm sure in real time Chief won't be there for three years, but you know, maybe the story you can see it is the ring needs time to rebuild and yeah. you've got to take control before Cortana destroys it. Or Yeah, I'm which makes me wonder there. where she is. Like, where if we're rebuilding this ring over time, which I think you're onto something there, where is she at? Yeah. I'm guessing it's- she's doing, like, high-level baddie stuff, maybe, but... <laughs> and but you would think really- that she would she would have an eye on Chief, right? Unless well, some, something in the story allows her to I not f- know where this ring is anymore. I think we're on a similar front. I think me and Tom are talking about it. We'll get to it when we go to the like the communication, but I think they've pretty much hinted at uh, this brute is kind of the representative for the Banished, yeah. and I think they've hinted at a representative for Cortana. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it's going to be Cortana herself much for now, but like they've hinted at another name, which yeah, makes me they think have. that 
Cortana has her own version now of like the Warden Eternal. Sure. Did you want to talk about the map, Tom? I was going to actually pull it back a little bit to um, kind of the fact that obviously the frigate's down, but a lot of the other landscape here looks quite damaged as well. There's like square bits sticking out and everything like that. So I kind of have an idea that would explain how so many vessels were destroyed. Um, What if they fired the ring and something's gone wrong with it? So it's not had the full effect, but that's how all of this destruction has occurred. Because it would explain how that entire fleet of vessels, which we see is quite sizable, was damaged. It would explain how the ring is damaged. And it would also explain the very strange state that we see the ring in now, where there's lots of kind of floating terrain and lots of jagged edges and things like that. I'm thinking it's either that or an act of sabotage by the monitor. Maybe sure. the monitor, oh. you know, if Cortana arrived at the Halo, like we saw that Guilty Spark did not take kindly to uh, early Cortana trying to take control of his Halo, maybe yeah. maybe this monitor pulled something out of his hat because this is a different ring to all the others. Maybe he disassembled the Halo himself or she. Yeah. Like maybe it just went, no, you're not having this. And now it's a race to see who can take over the sections before it's reassembled. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. That would be cool. Yeah, that would be really cool. Um, So going back to the map then, the kind of thing that I pulled out from it, and I brought this up when we were talking as well, Aaron, is the fact that it says we're not leaving this island till the three AA guns are down. Yes. So that kind of going back to the Far Cry vibes, Colin, suggests that you have to do certain tasks before you can unlock another area. Mm-hmm. Yep, I totally agree. And that's why... Um, and well, maybe we'll talk about the grappling hook a little bit here because that, that would tie into that. That's why they went with a grappling hook versus a jetpack or something like that. That would make more sense to give you free roam of the entire ring. But we don't have that. We have something that has limited range that can only only bring us to certain areas of the current island that we're on before we accomplish that yeah. task. Also, a lot of those islands look even, they look far enough away that even a jetpack wouldn't really. <laughs> yeah. I could see you easily still having access to a jetpack, and the conceit being that canyon's just too wide and you're never going to make it, you know? Sure. Yeah. It yeah. would make for a jetpack and a grappling hook could make for interesting traversal where you could yeah. fly up and maybe grapple off aircraft and launch yourself and then fly again. Like, could you. I could easily see sort of like exploration or movement where you could grapple and jetpack and grapple and allow each to recharge. Although I do think there appears to be, maybe I'm wrong, but on the display in the HUD, there seems to be a number beside something that looks like the grapple. So I'm wondering if there's limited use. Yeah, there's a one next to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, so like there's a limit to what you can do with it anyway. But I'm curious to see... Like the the best thing about it that we see here is when he picks up the uh, the fuel, like the cylinder, and then chucks it at the fusion coil. Yep, that's the word I was looking for. (laughs) What do you guys think of? uh, So on the map a little bit, a little bit longer. So at three hundred four, if you go to three hundred four, you can see a couple different icons. You see the normal level icon. You see something that looks like credits that you're going to earn. But then there's two other icons. One that has zero zero four or zero of four and i want a zero of one what do you think those ones are 
I'm guessing. Oh, sorry. I'm guessing no, there are upgrade materials because you have an upgrades tab. I'm going to guess you maybe need... Collectibles? I guess, well, it could be collect- collectibles maybe or, you know, materials or points that you can sink into unlocking things in the armor. Does the one like, on the far right look like a cryobay almost? I thought it looked like a radio. I'm wondering if that's collectibles, like yeah. audio logs. Yeah. It's possible. Or the other one is like a the other one kind of looks like a like a base, like a tower. Yeah. Well, I was gonna ask you something that ties back into Far Cry, um, and this could very well be related to it. Do you think that we're gonna have to do certain activities to stop an enemy influence in a specific region? So say for example we destroyed the three AA turrets here, if we then took the time to do some other stuff would that stop Banish from spawning in this area altogether, oh, no. do you think? I suddenly have visions of Chief having to climb the radio tower to take <laughs> yeah. strength in an area. Yeah. Oh, right. like you got to rip, rip down the propaganda posters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't rip think the- so. I don't think they'll go that far. <laughs> I think I, it's interesting, and that's a Far Cry thing, where they'll slowly, they'll take it back. But I, I feel like that's not going to happen here. I mean, it would make sense if you're o- it's only you and... Um, you and Brohammer, but they haven't hinted at any other Marines at all, other than in the very well, the 2018 trailer. Yeah. No, I think they will come along to that because on that map, there's like a, there is a fourth gun battery there that's a different color to all the others. Yeah. And they only mentioned taking out the other three. So, but I, I think that gun battery, that's just saying that that's uh, my, my interpretation of that is this, this area in this, this is the mission that you need to do in this area. That's You're why thinking it's gold. That that's the thing, and then these are the three. And these are the, the three, three things that are. Targets. And then once you once you get the three, then there'll be like a check mark, check mark over that gold. I'd one. be I'd be curious. I'm wondering. I still think that looks very like a BSSK area that I can mm. see it rebuilding over time. Like if you rescue a group of marines, maybe the next time you come back, it's there's no junk line around the place. You know, if you collect a few engineers, maybe you come back and the gates are repaired. Things like that. Yeah, I that'd be quite cool. Changing over time. I think. Let me hold up. Let me uh, replay it. D Pancake says so, that there wouldn't be anything to do. So if you cleared the area and then you like owned it, um, yeah. then there wouldn't be anything to. There wouldn't be a reason to come back to this area. Or there wouldn't be. I'm, there's no reason. Yeah, for that that's very there, true. Which is a good point. Yeah, I'm thinking that you'll have an area that you'll deal out of, and then like you'll roam out of there. This could be like. This might be coming close to you establish like a base of operations here. Like if it's only a few hours in, maybe you've fought whatever it is at the start. The time's gone forward. Now you've realized you're not going to get off the ring because this brute has announced himself at the end. Mm -hmm. And now you know that you've got to stay and you can't actually flee the area. So I would just point out that the graphic with the three different objectives comes up when you hover over the yellow icon. So it looks like this might be a mission prompt. So I wonder if maybe when you're playing in the open world, you would hover over this and like click A to activate mission if you want to do a specific mission. Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious. Then there's another, there's another icon. So when when the when you mouse around or whatever, it's a radio tower, it's a radio tower of some sort, and then you can also see there are other dots too. Yeah, there's a couple more along the left as well. Yeah. There's I'm one just, that's uh, like blue. I don't know what that icon is. So there's there's lots of stuff to do. 
essentially is what yeah, this is saying. I'm uh, I'm bouncing on through this trailer here because <laughs> I feel like we've only got to the three minute mark and we should move ahead a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, no, that's coming fine. up here to Chief starts to use some of the banished weapons. He's yeah. switching it up at the minute. Uh there was that suicide grunt flying through the air. <laughs> with the, the oh, two grenades what? and he just is he jumping or did like a brute pick him up and huck him at you oh please tell me that brute <laughs> them. that's sort of like wouldn't that be red that uh, so wolverine and colossus isn't that one of their oh yeah yeah <laughs> so are you at the bit all the way at the top now aaron where we've gone up the lift and then just as we go yep, up the lift there's just the, up okay, here now cool. I'm at the part where he's just picked up the brute shot at like the five minute mark or five and a half. And then he grapples. Yep, there he goes. He grapples up to the next area and his grapple count goes down to zero. So either is it a recharge or is it a reload? I'll have to watch this I as we go on. recharge. He smacks that mm-hmm. you gotta in pick the face it up. with that, <laughs> yeah. with that uh, bolt shot and just destroy. What is that weapon? It's not the bolt shot. What is it? Is it a bolt shot? Is it? Is it the revolver one? Or? Yeah, that's the brute. Uh, so it's a mangler. Mangler. Yeah. The grapple um, recharges. Was... I'm looking at a little before where you're at, and he uses it, and then the, the kind of the color grays back in, and then it goes back to one. Yeah. So grapples on a right. recharge. So I'm guessing it's going to be it one is... of those things where you can unlock like multiple recharges as you go so you along. Do a couple in a row. Yeah, uh, that yeah, makes sense. Decent in the chat says Mauler. It's very similar to the old Mauler. Um, while we're on the topic of weapons, it is worth noting, just because we've skimmed past them, that we do see quite a few new weapons during this sequence. Mm-hmm. So there is the VK-78 Commando, which is a tactical rifle. It looks a bit like a DMR. Um, a chief walks over a pulse carbine at one point and later on he picks it up and it's very similar to the carbine we know. He's got the new pistol out, which is the Mark 50 sidekick. Um, and we were saying it looks similar to a Glock or potentially a Makarov. Um, and then he also uses the Ravager, which is the brute heavy weapon that looks a little bit like a, uh, spiker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's quite a few things there. Also, as we talked about with the, like, the VK, the DMR-esque weapon, it has a holographic sight of some description, and I'm wondering if there could be an element of weapon customization. Like, yeah. I could very easily see a, a DMR with a telescopic sight, maybe a holographic, maybe a laser. You know, the the assault rifle has a very large grip on the front of it. I could easily see that being interchangeable for the dreaded grenade launcher that's been in the novels this last <laughs> Did you mention the bulldog as well? That is a little bit later on. Okay. Um, past where we are currently. But yeah, the bulldog is the new shotgun as well. Um, and that is it. So in just eight minutes, we see six new weapons and also a new ability which is used just before we get onto the lift, which is the drop wall as well, which is very similar to a drop shield. Um, mm. But I almost wonder if it will move with you because it kind of looks like it arches around you. So I'm interested to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a little bit And you can shoot I'm through just, it, it looks like. Yeah. I'm just here where he's picked up the shotgun. I do like the sort of drum magazine on the shotgun. Yeah, yeah, so do I. I like as well how the rail system especially looks a little bit like a Halo 5 shotgun. Like the upper portion of it feels very similar design-wise to that uh, shotgun from Halo 5. Yeah, I 
Oh, wait. Uh, I think you see a brute chucking one of those little dudes. Hold on a second. (laughs) Yeah, you do. At uh, 519, 518, 519, you see a brute pick him up or kick him. What if an an upgrade down the line would be, what if it was the ability to grapple grunts and chuck him back? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, so he throws the grunt and when it runs back into frame, it's now got the grenades out. So I wonder if the brute like meleeing the grunt in the back triggers it to go into suicide mode. Yeah. I, I would love the idea of being able to chuck suicide grunts back at the enemy. <laughs> that would be very cool indeed. Catch them catch them out of the air and fling them back again. So I'm just, I'm at the stage there where he goes up the, now, this is a question. He goes up a gravity lift into what very much looks like a human room. So humans are now implementing gravity lifts in their equipment or is this a banished room because i can't so this is the turret it's the interior of the turret oh right that's what i'm seeing and if you read on the map it says that you need to disable it from the the bottom of the yeah it says use weapon use the weapon whichever that whatever that is use the weapon to hack into the console and destroy them Um, right oh interesting so we don't see that but i wonder if that's the AI weapon intrusion system that's hinted at in the last trailer then, and if that's what we're using to destroy these. Mm. It could be that, or it's absolutely definitely the three-tier AI that we're going to pull out of Halsey's lab. (laughs) We talked talked about that on the book club that was, we were reading back through this, Halsey has three more of her brains on ice that she was keeping for later technological advances, and on a later part... Oh my god. A later part of her diary, she talks about how she had an idea for an AI that wouldn't suffer rampancy if you tied three AIs together in parallel as one unit. And she has oh a little sketch, a little sketch of these three female figures like talking together. And the idea was that the AIs would work as a like a group mind and veto and vote thing. So instead of one AI or one AI like cutting away at its processes as it gets older, the three of them would work together and agree on things and that this would like prevent rampancy. So we were talking about this in the book club, but like I'm totally down for the idea that Shadows of Reach is going to retrieve those brains. Yeah. And that at some point, maybe not at the start of this, but at some point you're going to get a new Cortana, which would make sense with the audio that we got from the first trailer. Yeah. Where it's definitely a Cortana that's not Cortana talking about how this looks like me, but it's yeah. not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could see it being this new Cortana 2.0. Yeah, and that would be really cool. You know, maybe that being, maybe she is the weapon. Maybe you can't, maybe Chief can't bring himself to call her Cortana. Oh, you know, interesting. There's, there's, I'd like that. You know, even though she is another Cortana, maybe he can't bring himself to give her a name. Yeah, because he knows that eventually she'll suffer the same fate. That yeah. would be cool. I would. Oh, did, don't they talk about weapon in the original trailer, right? It's like the weapon slot in the Deliver Hope, like weapon not, not here. Yeah, weapon not here, yeah. The text that pops up. Um, just because I'm quite conscious time-wise, I'm going to keep us moving forwards. Um, so here we get our first look at one of the new brute enemies, who is not Hyperius. Mm-hmm. This is a brute war chief called Escharum. 
Um, <laughs> I'm going to hope that that's yeah, right. I've made that up on the spot. Um, <laughs> so interesting. He's a brute war chief who has led the banished to victory over the UNSC forces and taken control of a halo ring. Um, so yeah, what, what did you guys think of him? I think he looks pretty intimidating with the one kind of blind eye. It's quite um, a unique look. There's something weird, as we said, about the graphics here. He kind of looks like one of your Mega Constructs toys was animated. <laughs> I don't mean to be mean to him, but... Uh, Excuse me, Aaron, how dare you insult Mega Constructs toys? I, I'm very sorry, but I th- there's something weird going on with him. He's kind of like the assault rifle, and there's that one other brute that is now being memed throughout the game, but something weird about his face mm-hmm. when he jumps into the animation and if you look at it his eye looks like really detailed and really nice and his teeth do and then his skin kind of moves peculiarly right. around his mouth over the top of it yeah um i am gonna completely throw us on a curveball because i've just noticed something really cool um, I think there's a Halo 4 Pelican in this trailer <laughs> because if you look at the scene where um, Brohammer is kneeling down in front of all the wreckage, the Pelican to the left, looking at the top design, that is a lot closer to the Halo 4 one than it is the Halo 2 one. That seriously looks like the gunship variant, hmm. um, just without the box turret on top of it. Sure. Which would make sense if these vessels are from a certain ship, which we... We'll touch on in a second. Um, so, Colin, why don't you bring up the screen that you mentioned earlier again and what it says? Uh, oh, right. Are you talking about the Infinity one? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so there's the screen. Wait, are we not talking about the, the brute guy? <laughs> are we going I mean, back? We, we can go more into him if okay. you would like. <laughs> All right. So let's do that. Where is the screen? Here it is. So it's got Chief looking at a hologram and of the ring itself. And there's a whole bunch of ships around, and then something happens, and then they're all <laughs> they all go red, um, yep. and they all have the they're all titled Infinity, which is interesting. What what, what do you take on that? So Aaron and I have been talking about this, and Aaron's got a really cool theory about it. Okay. Um, I obviously reckon that the Infinity got its ass kicked, mm-hmm. um, and interestingly. Quite a few of the vehicles that were with it are attributed to Oni. So Oni have been doing something on Zeta as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my theory is I'm guessing there was a battle. There has been a battle to take control of this ring. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the Infinity inflicted the damage in the blown out section. That would be cool. I'm going to guess she's done that as a parting blow. From the looks of it, her entire support fleet all of her frigates and whatever fleet that was there under their command has been wiped out. I'm going to guess the Infinity has survived because they've they've like teased us with that destruction too many times. So <laughs> I don't think they'll do it again. Do you do you think she's probably taken a beating again this time though? I'm guessing the Infinity's off licking its wounds and trying to gather up a new fleet. Because they're going to have to come back. I think that's going to be like the catch is going to be Chief's going to find out about this guy. They're going to communicate back to the Infinity and they're going to say, look, we can't come and reinforce you. You're on your own. We're trying to gather up people now and a fleet to come back for you. 
And as you said, I think earlier when we were talking off screen, uh, it's the perfect time to have an Infinity Eternity team up. Yes. Like, what's better than one Infinity coming to (laughs) save the day? It's two. See, I I could picture, like, say, for example, we get five years down the line with this game and we hit the natural ending point. You just have two Infinities. Well, obviously not two Infinities because one's the Eternity. But you have these two vessels flying above you with just, like, loads of pelicans and dropships coming in. And it's this big scene where you think you've won. And then at the very end, the War Chieftain just turns around and goes... If you think this is bad, you haven't met Atriox yet. And that's how we leave it. I would just be like, oh my god, yes, give me more right now. So I'm looking at the, all the icons in that screen. So I'm at right about 720 in the trailer, in the demo. You see the Oni trail, you see the Oni icon, you see the UNSC icon, then you see there's like ODSTs in there, and there's a bunch of other icons, and I can't quite place them, but I know that they're Halo related. So is that w- potentially what is on the ship? itself like who owns the ship and then what um what units are on there what do, what do you yeah. take away from that i i would assume so so the way that um the way that infinite the the last trailer starts is kind of with the pelican floating in mid space mm-hmm. so i almost wonder if maybe a guardian attack has happened and these are all the vehicles that are left stranded floating because can you imagine how morbid it would be mm-hmm. if all of these life signs going red is the life support on each ship slowly fading as they're just floating around this ring mm-hmm I think that would set a very interesting tone. Yeah. yeah, I could see it being either either that or I like your idea of, although I don't know how that would work with Brohammer, that it was a, a Halo Pulse. Well, the only way I could see it being a Halo Pulse would be if it pulsed while Brohammer was on the surface because he would be safe from yeah. the, the ring activation there. But, sure, and then he yeah. escaped. Yeah. I, I do like the idea of like a, a Guardian attack stranding these crews. Um, you know, and maybe I said like the infinity. I don't think she'll be destroyed. I think we'll see that that was her last, like her last parting shot was to blow that hole through the ring yeah. and bail out. Yeah, she kind of like, it. yeah, yeah, exactly. She stopped them from doing any more damage, but she also couldn't do more than that. I I really like that. I think that could be quite a strong contender for what they end up doing, Aaron. Um. So obviously we get the hologram of the ring um, and we can see that it's been damaged again and they're talking. Actually, I have just noticed something very interesting. It shows in this hologram of the ring a pulse going all the way around it until it hits the point it broke. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then there's a red marker that comes out. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. That perhaps suggests to me that maybe you're onto something with sabotage. I'm thinking it's either that, yeah, it's either UNSC sabotage or I think it's a combination. It could be that and monitor sabotage because I can easily see it being something where Cortana took control of the ring and the monitor went, oh, no, you don't. And it's not the first time she's been thwarted by a monitor because, (laughs) you know, it happened in Halo 5. So if Exuberant Witness can stop her, she can't be alone. It's interesting that in this hologram, the halo ring is, everything is fine. Like it looks complete besides that one hole. But then yeah. meanwhile, I feel like more, the more art we've been 
we've been seeing from Halo Infinite and even when we're on the ring, like the ring's in bad shape. So so maybe it started to deteriorate after this initial strike, this initial hole was blown in the middle of it. I'm wondering Um, if it's like a, what if it is a controlled disassembly for repair? Like Mm. it's been been damaged and now the, the plot point would be that uh, while it's repairing itself, it's had to break down into sections and expand out. And you know, there is it like a to deadline the, to reassembly. To give the, the Sentinels room to do stuff. Yeah, yeah. like that. That mm-hmm. could be your like because, like you said, it looks like a solid ring when you look at it. But if this is 167 days later, that's more than enough time for someone to start like taking the ring apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of interested because it almost with the way it's done. I wonder, is there a way for you to internalize a halo pulse? So obviously, traditionally, they will go external and nothing on the ring will be affected. Is there a way to switch that? Because the way that that goes around it almost looks like a pulse traveling around the entire circumference of it and then meeting in the middle. I'm going to guess not. I don't, I don't yeah, think. I feel like I that's just a it, graphical treatment like, to say, yeah. hey, yeah. this is where the thing happened. It Versus seems like this is how the thing happened. Yeah, it has that look of like a pulse scan sort of a thing. Yeah, oh, that would make sense. Uh, I'm just reading into every pixel and loving uh, it. <laughs> do we, um, uh, just before we bounce on, do we think that this brute is dual wielding uh, meat cleavers? In its that's case? what it looks like to me. I think yeah. this look rad. <laughs> one of them, one of them has like strapping and tape on the left that looks yeah. like it's a handle reattached to a blade. But they do definitely look like Dude. two. They look like two holsters that you could pull those blades up and out and like kick the shit out of someone with them. I think so too. They've got hieroglyphics on them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they're, they're they're like forerunner hieroglyphics. But they're kind of thin at the same time. When he turns, there's not much I don't know, girth. No, to them. they are they are quite narrow. I wonder what if they were like I'm trying to wait till I see the graphics here. What if there were forerunner artifacts? Like It's uh, possible. What the brutes would the brutes still, or would the uh, banished still care about the forerunners as gods? No, but Aaron, somebody who might, and which leads us very nicely onto oh. what I think should kind of be our last topic, is the Harbinger. Yes. So, the sentence that this brute says that is very interesting is that both they and the Harbinger have got control of the ring and soon they will have control of the auditorium as yes. well. Mm-hmm. So what do we think all of this means? Oh, boy. Uh, um, you go first, Aaron. Uh, I'd, <laughs> I'm guessing the Harbinger is going to be Cortana's. I think this is what we had. The The Banished have teamed up with the Created. Yeah. The Harbinger is going to be Cortana's man on the ground because she's not going to be here dealing with it herself. So I'm guessing we're going to have some sort of construct uh, Warden Eternal-esque person here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's going to be working with, he or she will be working with the Banished. And I'm going to go out in the limb and say that the Auditorium is the Palace of Pain and that it's actually yeah. some sort of... You know, like a medical teaching facility where you have the table down in the middle and all the chairs around the outside and everyone observes like an autopsy or something. What, so if, is what th- if the auditorium is something similar, but for forerunner genetic experiments? That it, would is be that cool. the thing that we see ominously in the background the entire demo? 
I wouldn't be surprised at all if that massive tower was something like that. Because they described the Palace of Pain as being like a big, tall, like sort of menacing structure, I think. Yeah. I could see that being it. The auditorium, hmm. Would it somehow be a way to communicate out to everyone else? It could be. Um, Yeah, I could see that. You know, because he he mentions Atriox, and he also mentions he got bored, more or less. Um, He talks about Atriox in a kind of a past tense, like Atriox isn't around. So this this makes me feel like Atriox is going to stay wherever, you know, on the on the arc where he is and the spirit of fire. Um, Maybe they'll pull that stuff in eventually. But they've the this this faction of the banished have moved on. You know, they, they're honoring yeah. Atriox as their leader, but he hasn't been around for a while, so we're going to go do what we think he would want us to do. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Well, I was kind of, I was thinking about, um, obviously, the Harbinger and how they could have this relationship. Um, I wonder if maybe the Harbinger is actually going to end up being the didact. And the yeah. auditorium could be the composer's forge, because that would explain how he comes back. Because every Halo ring has got a composer's forge, hasn't it? Mm, I'm not recalling. Uh, I don't think. I don't know if every Halo ring has one. I thought it was. I think to, there well, was something in Escalation about it. The composer. Well, the the composer's forge is on this one, isn't it? Uh, is this not? No, it's not. This isn't the ring they went to. I'm getting confused in my Halo rings now. Uh, I thought the Composer's Forge was specific to the ring that Black Team get murdered on. Let me take a look. Yeah, that was that ring. Yeah, Installation 03. But I'm wondering, because I'm sure he said something in that about a Composer being on every Halo ring. I need to go back and read Escalation again, which is something I never thought I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, uh, we could look into it. I don't know. I I don't think the Didact would take instruction from Cortana. Uh, but well, the, he doesn't mention Cortana at all. I don't think. I don't think that this guy's mentioning. He's not taking I'd, direction from Cortana. If if the Harbinger, he's taking him and the Harbinger have have had a conversation, and they're both on the same page. Is what he's saying. I think they're working. I could see them working together, but I also don't see them adding another faction in that's not. I think the Harbinger is just going to be Cortana's like representative, and that they've teamed up, which is what I was thinking with why. This is why I think Atriox went to the Ark. I don't. I think Cortana can't access the Ark, and she like talked Atriox into it, like working together maybe for some sort of common good, like. Atriox isn't working for her, but I think Atriox is maybe the only faction left that's powerful enough to put up a fight. Because he he hasn't had to fight the Covenant War, he hasn't had to fight the Created War. He is he is sitting pretty on a pile of uh, very angry brutes that can hold their own. <laughs> so yeah. I think it has forced Cortana to maybe play nice, and that they're having to do something together even though like she may attempt to betray them down the line, but I can see this being like a, you know, you are the, the harbinger of Cortana. You are here as her like representative messenger and we are working together. Yeah. 
that would make a lot of sense. Well, I mean, I guess it would make sense for them to work with her as well, because obviously she says in Halo 5 that people who don't listen to her will be suppressed, essentially. So she's going to need a brute force, pardon the pun, um, to be able to do that and to keep people in check. So I imagine she could easily make a deal with them where she says, if you do this for me, you will get all of this power and all of this influence. But why wouldn't she use, that's a good point, but then why wouldn't she use the Prometheans, the soldiers, and the knights that we've been fighting for the last couple of games? I don't think she has left them. I just don't think she has the manpower to do everything on her own. No. I think this is what it's going to be. She has her Prometheans, she has her knights, but she's not going to take over the galaxy with them. Like, they described the Guardians as a police force. I don't yeah. think they're like an offensive army. There's only so much they can do. And there has yeah. to be a limit to the number of guardians compared to the size of the galaxy. Sure. Yeah. I think that's okay. a pretty easy like get out clause for that is just we don't have the manpower, we have to team up with something and humanity's not gonna team up with her and there's no one else left. Yeah. So I feel like I was gonna say it's been really nice actually getting to talk more about law rather than mega constructs for a change. And yeah. um, it's been really fun getting to go in depth and I feel like we could do this all night if we wanted to. Um but kind of just to I suppose end cap this initial reaction, I wanted to take it right back to the game where we first met the banished in Halo Wars 2. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to say with everything we've seen so far of Zeta Halo do you think that this is going to be the halo that Professor Anders found herself on? And if so, how do you think that will factor into this? No, I think that that one was a replacement for a zero four. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think she's on that halo. Um, I could see her cropping back up in the story at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, she's I on her own see... on that ring. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if they'd bring her back in this, but if you wanted a Halsey replacement, Cortana's the person, to, or Anders is the person to be it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Halsey's getting on in years, and if this is, if the current Master Chief suit of armor is like the peak of her creation, if this is the ultimate weapon that she always intended it to be, there's a very dodgy moment where Halsey has no more work left to complete and finally dies. Like I can right. see that I can see that very easily being a campaign moment of like I have nothing else left to give you, John. You're fully equipped, you know, here yeah. you go. And then if you need another uh, science lady, Anders is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't think we'll or see Glassman. Oh uh, <laughs> per per Glassman. <laughs> <laughs> no one likes Glassman. Yeah. Do we know the Halo ring at the end of five? Do we know what the ring that is? No, that's why I was Oh wait, no. Oh my god, there's so many Halo rings. See, we don't know, but we always we assumed it was Anders' ring, but it could in theory be this one because yeah. I don't I mean, think we see where this ring is located. Yeah, it could be Anders' ring because th- that would show, but else, well, it depends on how far in advance, or yeah, how far in advance that stinger is, the legendary ending, because Anders doesn't take off with her ring until like. March twenty five fifty nine something like that. Yeah, so. it's either that or it's just one of the rings that humanity hasn't found yet, and she's like cracking down some of them as she goes. Sure. Yeah. 
Cool. Yeah, well, was there anything else you guys kind of really wanted to touch on um, off the back of this? Or do you feel like we've gone in depth enough and covered it? Um, I think trailer-wise, I think we did a good job. Um, There are, yeah, I think there is definitely some, like, rendering things that maybe because this is an earlier build, I think they'll get a lot of that stuff ironed out. And they'll, you know, what we'll get is the, the best version of the art style that they presented here i'm hopeful that that's what they'll they'll give us later this year holiday 2020 um we're gonna get multiplayer stuff a little soon is what they've said so we'll have we'll be able to react to that stuff and then the only other thing that's interesting just from what i've seen published today is that uh, and I'll just read it. it. Was a I think it's a poll from their blog post itself. Itself it says from the earliest planning, we've been focused on broad feedback of, around art style and story to actual hands-on playtesting and focus feedback from confidential groups of community representatives over the past two years. Halo Infinite is being created in partnership with the community. Now we don't know who those community members are, but you would imagine they chose. Um, you know, various community members that, that care deeply about Halo as much as we do so that the community is helping guide them along the way. And I don't see anything here that is a big red flag for me. Like, oh, why would they do that? Or they, they screwed this up. So I think, I think, I, I guess that makes, that gives me confidence that we're going to see a lot of the stuff that we want to see from a lore standpoint. Um, meanwhile, they also talk about, uh, oh, here's another quote really quick. It says, um, our vision of Halo Infinite spiritual reboot, in quotes, was to create a story and experience that's inviting to new players and welcomes them to fall in love with Halo the same way many of us did years ago without prior knowledge required. So they're presenting, they're presenting us with uh, uh, kind of a fresh take on Halo. Um, and I think there's another quote. I didn't pull it out of there, but it's, it's also going to pull in, um, and, and be a continuation of where Halo 5 yeah. and Halo Wars left off. They also included that in the blog post. Cool. Okay. So we should see a lot of kind of story threads built upon and hopefully explored in this game as well as in the future expanded material. Yeah. Here so, it says right here. Yeah. Meanwhile, longtime fans will also pick up on the continuation of the events of Halo 5 Guardians and be rewarded with new mysterious mysteries to unravel. Cool. That's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, like, I like this trailer. There's, like I said, when we sort of start to pick it apart. The brute at the end being the one thing that made me quite nervous, just the yeah. way he looks. But overall, like the stuff I see here looks good. I like the sort of open world look that they have. Um, I like the equipment. The weapons look interesting. Uh, like I'm, I'm not nervous. Like I've seen this now, and I go, okay, I have some idea. There's bits and pieces I'm not sure about. I was excited to see that. You know, we still have some of our, like, movement abilities from before. Sprint! Like, we have sprint, and did we see a mantle as well? I think we did, yeah. So, you know, we have the two of those. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how this grappling hook works and what we can do with it as we go. Mm -hmm. As As, like, an alternative to ground pound, I think it's interesting, you know, that... You can prote- propel yourself into the air and latch yourself onto an enemy and go. 
So like they've yeah. shown interest and stuff. I'm cu- I'm curious. I'd like to see more. Uh, I would love if they came out at some point and said when this demo was made and was this like the yeah. three floor show demo. Like if that's what said, it feels like. Yeah, like I well, know, when are they releasing this demo? <laughs> well, I don't know well, if we'll ever point. get to play it. You see, this <laughs> is the thing. It. Uh, I know I've heard developers before say that like they maybe take a cut of the game that's six or eight months old, maybe even a year old, and that's the version that they build the demo off. Yep. So the version that you see on the show floor is not the version that's in development now. So it could very well be that by the time we get round to the final version, all those brutes look sexy as fuck and we mm-hmm. have nothing to worry about. But at the minute, when you're looking at them going, they look like they could be in the middle of Crow's Nest in Halo 3. Yeah. <laughs> and you get that yep. vibe. Like, that's the only... Those are the only things that make me nervous. Overall, I'm totally game for open-world, sort of semi-open-world Halo. Like, let me loose in areas to go and do missions. I, I do that all day. Yeah, I agree with that. Cool. So, um, I think that kind of wraps up... Um, sort of everything that we wanted to say off the back of the trailer obviously i think we've all got things that are little kind of points of concern but overall we really enjoyed it and we're quite excited to see what the future is for this game and to see more of it leading up for the launch so aaron since i'm a newbie to this thing and i have no bloody clue what i'm doing would you like to lead us out (laughs) it's all right i will i will close out the show for now uh Shout outs to just by the way, the most exciting thing to come, which will be the next five weeks as the Halo community tears this apart and shows us everything that we missed. Yep. Because <laughs> that's my favorite part of the hype cycle. All right. Well, like guys, we really, really absolutely appreciate it that you joined us today because some of you have been here for about six hours between the live show and the two post shows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh we've come a long way from the Halo Five days where we did like one episode after the trailer and that was about the height of it <laughs> we, we streamed stuff today like that's big steps for us uh it's an exciting if, day it's happy halo day today yeah yeah thank you for letting me be a part of it as well for a long time for this day Definitely. yeah by the way guys if any of you have thoughts on the trailer and stuff you want to talk about you should drop us a voicemail because we can talk about those in the next community show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If them. you are some random old woman who would also like to leave us a voicemail, please feel free. <laughs> if you want to check about your old age friends, yes, you can ask us. We may not have the answers, but you can try. Uh, our number is 205 Evolved. That's 205-386-5833. And like I said, please leave us a voicemail. Uh, leave us a drunk voicemail. You know who you are. If you want to leave us any more. <laughs> Uh, we will listen to those too. Uh, you can find every episode of Podcast Evolved on the website, halopodcastevolved.com or halopodcast.com. And also please check out the Patreon as well. There's some awesome stuff going on there. And you also get access to the Patreon Discord chat, among other things. Uh, and I think that will do us until the next time. Evolved? Evolved. Evolved.